Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everybody listening to this episode. Um, one thing that's maybe worse than Daft Punk, just kidding, nothing's worse than Daft Punk, is uh, listening to a stuffed-up host of a podcast. My son, who I love dearly, gave me some toddler uh, infectious disease of the nose, throat, and lungs. If uh, anybody out there works for Mucinex and they want to sponsor us, shoot me an email. Quick update. I'm doing great. Yeah. Not ill at all. Yeah. No kids mm-hmm. drinking a 40 ounce of beer. I got one from Mark too, but he's just yeah. kind of pretending to drink it. I'm not pretending to drink it. I'm drink. I've drank almost as much as you. Now I'm going to drink more. Clearly Mark is whatever suffering. Right I am. Now. Listen, my son coughed up my nose. Okay. Oh, we get it, dude. We it get was it. rough. But you know, what's interesting is even though I'm this sick, I could easily be a member of Daft Punk and nobody would ever know. What if we are actually Daft Punk and no one fucking knows? That's a really good point. We should have planned this entire podcast being Daft Punk because prove we're not. These guys are French, so no one can even say their names. That's true. It doesn't matter what their names are. Because they hide under robot helmets. Yeah. And no one knows who they are. The thing about Daft Punk is... uh, We could talk about these helmets for 45 minutes as far as I'm concerned. We can dig in right here from the beginning and never move on. I don't care. Well, what's funny about the helmets to me is that they wear them all the time. It's not just on stage. It's... In bed. Getting awards. In the shower. They show up to events wearing the helmets. At dinner. They give away awards wearing the helmets. Gap commercials. Everything with the helmets. The thing that's funny to me about that is, well, there's a lot of things, is at least at a show, they're getting paid a lot of money to play. Hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars to play. No joke, those could be two homeless people up on stage wearing masks, and nobody would know the difference because literally all they're doing is pushing play. Some other guy or a whole team of people is doing their stupid-ass light show. It could literally be two homeless guys. As much as there's a problem with all EDM music, how do you know they didn't go on stage, just press play on the set list, and act like they're doing stuff the whole time? As much as that problem is there with EDM, you don't even know if it's really the guys. How would you know? You don't. How would you ever? You cannot tell me that there has never been at least once these dudes just sent some fucking randos out there to do the show. Yeah, you could. I'm telling you, if you've seen Daft Punk, you don't have proof that you actually saw Daft Punk. You saw two guys wearing Daft Punk's outfits. Daft Punk was hanging out at the Eiffel Tower. And if they've never done that, they're fucking morons. No, I would respect it. I'm in this band. I've got a Daft Punk working simultaneously on every continent. Antarctica, too. I don't give a fuck. I'll put someone in a helmet. They'll go play for the Penguins. Pay me. Yeah, it's actually a genius if you look at it from Strictly Business. (laughs) Well, you start... That's not band. You start this art project EDM thing. You wear a mask... We're going on quote unquote tour. Just sit home and watch your bank account grow. I don't understand the name. Well, there's nothing punk about it. Definitely not punk. Miriam Webster defines the word daft as silly or foolish. There's an alternate definition of mad or insane. This is straight up false advertising. The name came from a bad review their previous band got. A critic called their show a daft punky thrash. Mm. That was his description of their sound. Thanks, guy. We probably gave them an accurate review. It didn't sound like a good review. No. They were like, oh, <laughs> EDM. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. We can't be a band. So, you know what we're going to do? Bleep, blurp, bloop, blap. We're going to push play every night. You could sample that and turn it into a song.
now that we've sold a bunch of shirts, maybe people will start responding to them wearing our shirt. We get tagged in posts all the time, I see. Yeah, if you get a shirt. At yfbspod.com. I want to hear the stories. Oh, I definitely want to hear some stories. I bet it's a lot of people laughing at the shirt. I bet when you're walking around in a shirt that says your favorite band sucks on it, you get a lot of people who aren't dumb as fuck going, that shirt's funny. I hope. It's a great conversation starter or ender. If you're a single person and you're someone that goes on dates, you should buy a shirt and wear it on a date. Mm-hmm. It's a great litmus test. Figure out right away. Oh, this person I'm going on this date with, his favorite band is Weezer. Text your friend. Hey, uh, can you call me in a minute and tell me that you really need my help? Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I hope that at some point in this podcast, we actually do make music. We don't tell people it's our music though and just see how far we can get with it. What do you mean? We could make an EDM song so easy. It's not that mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And then we have this like secret separate life where we're EDM artists. It could probably get us on a Spotify playlist. Probably could. I think if someone says Daft Punk is their favorite band, if you read between the lines, what they're really saying is raves are my favorite type of party. I like drugs. Ecstasy is my favorite drug. Therefore, when I cannot be on E or at a rave or on E at a rave, what I like to do is listen to music that makes me think of that. I like to self-filate myself all night in my room. That's what it sounds like to me. This just took a weird turn. I don't think I have any friends that actually like EDM. Oh, I don't think. Oh, you do, buddy. No, 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 I'm sorry. They like it. They like it. But I I don't know if I actually know anybody that would say Daft Punk is their favorite band. Maybe I need to start tweeting like... I do. You do. I know you already do it to say... uh, No, I know someone who would say that Daft Punk is their favorite band. Oh, you do? I think you do too. Really? Oh. Oh, no. Uh... If you start with the first album, which sometimes we like to do that, their first album is terrible because all Daft Punk albums are terrible. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk has only made four studio albums. And no, I'm not counting remix albums because don't be silly. Of course, I'm not counting remix. Don't be daft. I'm not going to count the <laughs> remix albums. Oh, you would think that they had 100 million albums, by the way, that people talk about this oh, band. People act like this shit is so influential, and it's just not. They literally have a song called Teachers, where much like LCD Sound System, they tell you most of the people that they're ripping off. I think there's some misdirection going on there, too. I'll get into that later. Isn't there an LCD Sound System Daft Punk thing? Well, Daft Punk is playing in my house. Yeah, that's yeah. where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a giant circle jerk of shit. LCD sound system is 100% Daft Punk's fault. The LCD sound system can act like they've got all these highbrow electronic influences or whatever, but get real. They're just doing Daft Punk. Normally, I would try to, at least in my head, whether or not I talk about it, bands that exist because of the bands that we talk about. Oh. Gee, thanks. You've inspired this. These guys helped inspire EDM as a whole. So I guess for me as a whole, I just don't like it. Well, the people who will tell you that Daft Punk is such an influential band are wannabe EDM DJs in your local music scene who are always trying to get a night going. They have to come up with a new name for it every year or so because it never fucking takes off. Constantly reinventing. Yeah, they have to keep rebranding themselves, trying to get this party going, trying to get this party going. Yeah. And they're always on Facebook bitching about the scene, how no one comes out and supports the scene. No, dude, no one comes out and supports your fucking DJ night because it's whack. I have heard that. I love when people say you don't support the scene. Get on Facebook and complain about it. Honestly, I've I've never truly spent that much time messing with a music program. It doesn't seem like making this music would be that hard, really. And I and I might just be being a dick. The theme song to this podcast yeah. is better than Daft Punk. Hundred percent. It gets stuck in your head, dude. Mm-hmm. You did a great mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. Tyler. Mm-hmm. Tyler wrote that song. I did. 
All four Daft Punk albums are bad because Daft Punk does not make good albums. I'm gonna keep trying to say this in different ways until it finally makes sense to you. This is not a good band, they don't make good music, and the music that they put on their albums is not good because they're not a good band. Daft Punk sucks. Did they say in one of the interviews that something about like this album was supposed to suck or something like that? They didn't mean that they made it to suck intentionally. They meant because of where they were at in their career, it was time oh, for right. them to get a they bunch thought, of bad reviews. It was reviews. like a third record or something. Yeah. I don't remember which one. It, I wonder if they thought that about every record they put I out. I would go even beyond saying that they don't make good albums. I would say that they don't make albums. I don't think that they even try to make albums. I think what they do is they put out a slab of repetitive filler with one, maybe two singles. And the single always gets blown up way bigger than it deserves. I've never understood why. From the very first one, I remember never understood why this band gets to be as popular as it is. That sweet helmet, dude. Without production, there's nothing. Live. Yes, live without the live production, one of the most common things that Daft Punk fans will say, and everything I read online was, you had to be there. Yeah. No, I didn't you have had to, to be there. You had to be there and you had to be high. Because I've actually, exactly. <laughs> I've heard live performances of shows that I wasn't at and thought they were amazing. Yep. I didn't have to fucking be there. I had to be there because you're saying I had to be snorting Molly up my butt and whatever else, you know? That's why I had to be there. It's not, I, I just think it sucks. Bands that rely so heavily on that. Much more worthy acts. Autechre, Aphex Twin, really, all of Warp Records. Craftwork. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of craft work in Daft Punk. but And we recommended people listening to most of this stuff back when we were talking about Radiohead. So it's not like we're listing a bunch of stuff that we don't even really like. Yeah. Something I forgot to mention in the LCD sound system episode while we're recommending stuff, because I figure we're talking to the same we, fucking well, crowd wait, are here. Are you recommending listening to LCD sound system or listening no. to our podcast on about LC yeah, LCD sound You should listen to our episode on LCD sound system. Something I forgot to say in that episode, though, is... There's this artist from Austin, Texas named Patrick Keel. You should listen to the song Jamaica Rising by Patrick Keel because I think he recorded it under the name The Pool, uh, like a swimming pool. You should listen to Jamaica Rising by him because that's the specific song that James Murphy ripped the absolute fuck off for the LCD Sound System song, Dance Yourself Clean, which is one of everyone's favorite fucking LCD Sound System songs. I would also recommend anyone who thinks Daft Punk is great look into Primal Scream. Uh, Air is a better band sure. than Daft Punk. Honestly, I would say that you're better off listening to The Faint than listening to Daft Punk. Oh. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I broke Mark. Uh, Damn. At least The Faint is trying. Yeah. They're trying. I would infinitely rather listen to Faint than Daft Punk. For sure. I don't think Daft Punk is even See, putting this is in... the thing, though. You know how many people are so triggered right now what I think we're going to run into with some of the great emails that people are going to send us about this episode is going to be... Well, okay, okay. You're talking about different musics. You're right. Like house music? Okay, okay. Well, the faint is not... <laughs> I know. ...is not bass, jump, house, firefly, whatever music. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. The Faint is better than Daft Punk. Yeah, I didn't say they were the same genre. It's all the same genre. Oh, now there you go. I don't care. I said it. Or fuck, maybe you could try listening to actual funk music since 90% of what people like about Daft Punk is the funk bass lines. I was going to say that they're just lifting. Sampling half the time. I remember seeing the music video for Around the World when I was a kid and thinking it was the stupidest shit on television at the time. And I'm pretty sure that the Tom Green show was on television at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, 
This is one of those bands that I change the channel so fast when it comes on. I do not want to listen to even 30 seconds of any of these songs. Before I got my driver's license, the only control I had in life was the remote control. I would use that control to switch the channel from Daft Punk anytime it came on. It was one of those things where I'd watch MTV and then I'd switch back to VH1, which was oftentimes like Tony Braxton or something on. Even listening to Daft Punk songs before we did this, I would get like 10 seconds in and go, oh yeah, I remember that song, Skip. I remember that song. 10 seconds is all you need because the whole song is just going to loop that 10 seconds over and over again. Yeah, yeah. The video and song of Around the World, more repetitive than an episode of Teletubbies. But if you're on Molly, it's fucking great. The phrase Around the World is repeated 144 times in the song, and those are the only words in the song. That's it, dude. Go fuck yourselves. Are you kidding me? We could end the episode right here. I am offended that someone would think I would like to spend my time that way. I'm offended that anybody thinks that's music. That is human torture. From this album forward, Daft Punk should have to pay Nile Rodgers of chic royalties on every one of their hits. From this moment forward, they should just admit that they fell asleep, their head landed on the keyboard, <laughs> then just repeated the same thing over and over again, and that's the song now. And what do you need two people to do that for? You don't. You don't need two people. You definitely don't. Around the World is just a ripoff of Good Times by Chic, And I would so much rather listen to Chic or any other disco than Daft Punk. Also, right here, I got to break in with a special announcement. My favorite bar in Nashville, here's some free advertising. If you're ever in Nashville and you want to get a good cocktail and probably hear some disco in the process, you've got to go to Rosemary in the Five Points area of East Nashville. Say hi to the guy with the disco tattoo. Disco is awesome, kids. Get into it. Back to Daft Punk. Back to Daft Punk. Daft Punk knows the kind of bullshit they're pulling, too, because their second album even starts with the overhyped single, so you can hear the song you know as soon as you put it on, and hopefully the drugs kick in before you realize there's nothing else on this album. We should do a test sometime. How many mushrooms do you have to eat before the music turns into good music? Or how many tabs of acid do you have to eat before you enjoy this music? Can you just microdose and it makes it better? Or do you have <laughs> like, to go hard? Oh, I actually think I like this, but by then you're on another planet, so it doesn't matter. It could be anything. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Daft Punk makes music for mashups. All of these songs are like half a song. They're meant to be remixed and wrapped over. Probably any Daft Punk song you can think of has been used in a mashup that is better than the original Daft Punk song. But think about how much money they make in that process. You know what I mean? Fuck that. They Imagine. better not get paid on those mashups. They get paid tons on that shit. For sure, dude. Remixes, not mashups. No, oh, I'm saying that's what I meant, though. Remixes. It's kind of genius. Money. Yeah. We should just say that Daft Punk is a great money-making machine. Yeah. But a horrible band. I wonder to skip their third album because it is just so the third album is the one that he said unbelievably bad this should suck right it is the one where they said we're at the point in our career we're supposed to release the album that everyone says sucks boy did they like i said i wanted to skip it but then i saw that for once in the lifetime of this podcast when this album came out all of the critics actually agreed with us this yeah. thing got the worst reviews they knew mainstream press music writers panned this shit I usually don't like to say anyone's names when I do this because I don't want to cause any problems for anyone. But uh, one writer called it a joyless collection of average ideas stretched desperately thin. Oh, man. Which is pretty That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's savage. Another writer described the album as verging on autistic. 
Oh, that's A U T, not A R T. Right, not artistic. Not artistic. Whew. That's a pretty heavy duty smack in the face. I can't believe they. I'm surprised you still could find getting it. Getting that to print is yeah. intense. I'm surprised it was still up. Man, in 2018. And an editor had to let that happen too. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it wasn't just like one person wrote it. Like I fucking put it out. At least an editor had to be like, "Yep, that checks out." <laughs> Here's the thing though, I think you could apply these reviews to every album that Daft Punk has ever made. It's almost as if for one album in this band's career, the veil was lifted and everyone saw this for what it really has always been. Sure. Even the fans too, this album leaked. The tracks of this album leaked online before it was released and Daft Punk fans thought it had to be a hoax because of how bad this album is. It's so great. What's funny about that is you know that as soon as they realized it was the real record, they were like jamming it. You know what? I listened to it a few more times. Exactly. I yeah. like it now. Okay, this is good now. No, I don't think it is. Stockholm Syndrome. Bingo. You can make yourself like anything. I've seen that so yeah. often, pretty much every year. Pretty much anytime some huge album comes out, you've got some friend who will talk about how they don't really like it, and then you run into them two weeks later, and they're jamming the thing. Yeah. It's like, what happened? I listened to it a few more times. I got into it. Maybe you should listen to yourself. Trust yourself. Trust your opinion. Yeah, maybe you're right. And maybe it's okay. Maybe everyone else is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe the guy that wrote that horrible review, maybe they were right. All right, if we skip the Tron Legacy score, because of course I'm going to skip the Tron Legacy score. You could think of everything that this band ever did as a soundtrack to Tron. Clearly these dudes were eating pills like Pac-Man and watching Tron over and over again. This is Daft Punk for me. The Day the Earth Stood Still, mm -hmm. The Helmets, Stanley Kubrick films, anime, because they had so many fucking anime well, no, they videos. they did the whole fucking anime movie. The movie. Yeah. Which, who the fuck watched that? Classic Williams probably watched it. So yeah, it's uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Tron, and anime. That's the band right there. Every inspiration that makes the band right there. That's the algebraic formula for Absolutely. Daft Punk. And then just going... <laughs> So yeah, Skiptron Legacy Score, and that brings us to Random Access Memories, one of the most overhyped albums in recent memory. I guess I was aware. You could not be aware of it at the time. Just before we get too deep into talking about this, this is the album with Get Lucky on it. If yeah, you didn't like buy the album and yeah. you don't know the name of it, I'm talking to the people who listen, not you, dickhead. I'm just saying I know. Okay. What else do you know? Sorry. Educate the people. And that's the album that we're talking about. It comes out about eight years after that real bad third album that everyone hated. So what they do is what we see from every band who fucks up and makes all their fans mad by putting out a piece of shit is they go right back to what they were doing before that thing. Hang out, hide out, wait a little while, and then you come out with exactly what you were doing before. They go right back to ripping off Nile Rodgers, but this time they put him on the payroll by having him play guitar on three tracks then they go the Carlos Santana route of having the whole album full of guest singers. I hate that. It sucks. I hate that. Because that is, it's almost like admitting that people aren't going to buy your albums anymore. So you have to have nothing but guests on there. They're pulling out all the gimmicks. Dude, this is the equivalent of a double album. I don't know if you remember the marketing around this. They dumped so much money. Billboards and shit. Billboards with their helmets. Teaser ads, I think on Saturday Night Live, that cost money. Mm -hmm. Especially back when Saturday Night Live wasn't pure fucking garbage to watch. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting better. Again, the whole album is just disco with vocoders. If you like this, go drop 20 bucks on the dollar bin in the disco section of your local record shop and you're going to end up with better music in your life than Daft Punk.
There you go. And here's why you should do that. Here's why you should physically go do that. Because Daft Punk have specifically stated that they were influenced by Steely Dan, the Doobie Brothers, while also being influenced by Dark Side of the Moon and rumors in the making of this album. We have opinions on all those artists. One after another, just bad, bad, yep, also bad, even worse. Fuck all of that. And depending on when you're listening to this, we may have actually shared our opinions with all, about all those artists. Are you serious? I'm not joking. Those are Steely Dan? Yeah. You can totally hear it too. The sterility of it. You know what? You don't have to deal with any of that bullshit if you just listen to old school disco. Much more enjoyable overall. You know what? Fuck it. If you like this stupid ass album, here's what you should do. Go buy Trans by Neil Young. Because that album rules. And it did this whole robot voice expressing human emotion stuff way earlier and way better than this. And you can listen to it without having to pretend that Pharrell can sing without $13,000 of vocal processing. Oh, shots fired. Random Access Memories won five Grammy Awards. Five. Just... Grammy Awards. I think I would like to submit ourselves officially to take over the Grammys. I would like to do that. Probably wouldn't give out any awards. You know, maybe every now and then we would give it out an award. There would be years of the Grammys where nobody won an award because nobody put out a good record. We'd have to change it to the eight ballies because I'm doing more than a grand <laughs> if we're fucking doing that job. <laughs> You're just running around the stage like, fuck yeah. We're not giving out any awards this year. Fuck this. Maybe the Grammys, and not just the Grammys, all award shows, you don't have to always have a winner. Here's everyone who's nominated, and none of them win. <laughs> Maybe it was just a shit year. You know what I mean? Come back next year. Again, this is why we need to be friends with a billionaire. Okay, random access memories. We get sidetracked when we have to talk about stupid, dumb, boring shit. Uh, the score to the movie Beyond the Black Rainbow is a better album than Random Access Memories. The score to Stranger Things is better than Random Access Memories. The 30 second long intro to the TV show Halt and Catch Fire is a better album than Random Access Memories. You know what show that is? Halt and Catch Fire? What is that? It's good, man. What is it, like on fucking PBS or something? Well, let's just pretend like we weren't paid to have this conversation and we'll... Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, no, please tell me about it. Who does it star? <laughs> You've never seen it? It's on Monday nights on TBS. That sounds interesting. Yeah, 7 p.m. Um, Monday nights. <laughs> no, I don't know what channel it's on. Uh, I've never honestly heard of it. It's about uh, the early days of computers, like okay. in inventing so that personal makes... computers. Oh, I would say the intro to Mr. Robot's definitely better than this. Yeah. It's a great little tune. Random Access Memories is trash. It's not even an album it's a glorified single it's three songs that people know plus bonus content that nobody wants singles with b-sides basically diplo said one of the songs on this album makes him feel like he's alone at a waffle house and the jukebox is broken and only michael mcdonald plays out of it <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good i want to get diplo that on this podcast say, diplo, <laughs> diplo up. you've got a natural talent for this kid <laughs> come on the podcast and share some more feelings about stuff come hang out that's pretty deep but the reason why it pisses me off so much is i had to hear get lucky approximately 17 times a day for i don't know seems like two years yeah it was everywhere this for a while everywhere what's funny is it's one of those songs that i had completely put out of my mind 
for I deleted it from my brain until I had to listen to Daft Punk to do this episode. And I was like, oh my God, that song. It got so bad that I found a mashup that I could stand to listen to. And then anytime someone wanted to listen to Get Lucky, I would have them put this mashup. I would be like, oh, have you heard this mashup? It's so good. You yeah. know, because I could actually stand it. It was a mashup of Daft Punk's Get Lucky with Justin Timberlake's suit and tie. You remember when mashups were like a thing? They're, They're like, still a thing. Are they? It's the only legitimate art form. <laughs> is mashups you take two shitty artists and mash them together and make something good i wonder if daft punk feels that way who cares well i was gonna say we would have to actually do they have feelings we would have to pin down who daft punk really is here's what liam gallagher had to say about get lucky quote i'd write that in a fucking hour i don't know what the fuss is about end quote i feel like liam should come on the podcast too until we do an episode on oasis He'll probably help us do an episode on oh, Oasis. Yeah, Liam, come on the podcast. So I had forgotten that Daft Punk are one of the acts who came out with that whole title press event showing that it was going to be an artist-owned streaming service and, you know, pay more money to the artist than everyone else, blah, 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 blah. Daft Punk were one of the artists who came out. Yeah, it was like uh, watching a dumpster fire get started. Yeah, it's been pretty much downhill since then. It's been a dumpster fire since then. I don't know if anyone's been keeping up with Tidal, but here's a quick update. Uh, Sprint bought 33% of Tidal in 2017, which is, you know, in the uh, spirit of artists owning uh, everything and getting the most money out of it. Sprint is fucking Sprint buying in. Again, not a sponsor. Oh, I had Sprint. Not only are they not a sponsor of this podcast, they're never going to be a sponsor of this (laughs) podcast because of what I'm about to say, which is fuck Sprint. Fuck Sprint. Canceling my service with Sprint was one of the worst experiences I've ever had with a corporation. It was months of phone calls. If you are Sprint, fuck you. If you work for Sprint, probably fuck you. Kanye West says Tidal owes him millions of dollars, which is probably true. I don't believe anything he says. Tidal says they have 3 million subscribers. Bullshit. A Norwegian newspaper says they've seen leaked internal documents that show the service only has 850,000 subscribers. Less than a mil. I have more pairs of socks than that. That is awful. You know who has less than a million subscribers too? Us. But you know what? Sprint doesn't own 33% of our company. And never will. It's going to be a mess. I wonder if Daft Punk is just thinking right now, shit, why the fuck did we do this? We got to get out of this. What were you saying about Tidal before we started recording? The most recent story that you saw, they're like fudging. It was something along the lines of Tidal reported that people had listened to the new Beyonce X number of times. And they basically did the math. And they were like... Right, yeah. That would mean every single subscriber listened to the albums six times a day, nonstop for like a month. That doesn't even make sense. That is shady. Now, I guess in a, some alternate universe, maybe that's real, but it certainly doesn't seem to be. And, you know, do a little bit of Googling yourself if you want to know the exact stories. It's interesting. If you like music business stuff at all, I recommend reading it. Title seems fucked. This is probably not going to end well for anybody including Daft Pump. Maybe, Daft Pump. maybe, maybe, maybe the best thing that will happen with title is it will end the careers of, of Daft Punk. That would be killer. Something I always think about with Daft Punk is how they would get asked a lot about what songs they were sampling for this music. And the guys in the band would make such a big deal about how they don't really use samples that much. They would say, you know, we don't use samples. And if we did use samples, we would be very transparent about it. We're not trying to like secretly use samples or anything like that. You know, we're really recording these parts ourselves and all this stuff. 
But then <laughs> the internet came along. Yeah. Like once we started getting websites like whosampled.com where music nerds track down every sample that a yeah. song uses. Or tools, you know, like Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone found out that Daft Punk had been sampling the dick out of everyone this entire time. In a shocking turn of events. Nobody yeah. saw coming ever. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I am shocked. This Justin Daft Punk has been ripping people off this whole time. We don't know how to track the two French men down because we don't know actually who they are. They've been using fake names the whole time. It could be anybody. We don't know. Two men with garbage cans on their heads <laughs> driving an SUV. So yeah, they're just fucking ganking music, not giving credit, not clearing it, definitely not paying people. Super influential. I think they got caught a couple times with like the real heavy ones and had to go back and add songwriter credit to the album, pay royalties and- To the people that actually wrote it. All the shit you're supposed to do. Which you can do. Just do it. Like, why the fuck lie? Exactly, yeah. Why not just own it? This is the way that it's done. This is way past, you know, Paul's boutique era of sampling. Almost every popular hip-hop song in the 90s was a sample of something. Hypnotized by Biggie? I mean... Uh, just, every song yeah. by Tupac, practically, all, Biggie. All, like, all of that shit. All East Coast and West Coast rap back in the 90s was yeah. a lot of... And which is fine. It was great. I mean, it was cool. For sure. Who cares? It is what it is. Yeah. Just own it. Why, why lie and pretend like you don't? It's completely fine to sample stuff. Just fucking give people credit for it. And don't pretend like it's theirs. This is mine now. That's what they were doing. They were walking through the record store when they were young going, this is mine now. If you like Daft Punk, then you basically support robbing legitimate artists of their work. Yeah. And if Daft Punk is your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and go to our website at yfbspod.com. Grab a link to the episode, send it to everyone you've ever heard talk about Daft Punk. All right, that's it. I don't have any time to bullshit around on this outro. For real, next episode, we're getting away from the pop acts for a while. Going to get back into some more serious music, some more serious art with an episode on 